Welcome to our podcast, The Life and Crimes of Jeffrey Dahmer. I'm Jennifer and today I'm joined with Zuza and Nora. And we will be talking all things Jeffrey Dahmer. Jeffrey Lionel Dahmer was an American serial killer and sex offender who committed the murder and dismemberment of 17 men and boys between 1978 and 1991. He was also known as the Milwaukee Cannibal or the Milwaukee Monster. Many of his later murders involved cannibalism and the permanent preservation of body parts. Even though he was diagnosed with borderline personality disorder, schizotypal personality disorder and a psychotic disorder, Dahmer was found to be legally sane at his trial. He was later sentenced to a 16-term of life imprisonment for an additional homicide committed in Ohio in 1978. Jeffrey Dahmer was the first of two sons of Joyce and Lionel Dahmer. As he entered first grade, his mom began to spend an increasing amount of time in bed recovering from weakness as she reportedly worked herself into a state of anxiety. On one occasion, she is known to have attempted suicide with Equinel. From an early age, he manifested an interest in dead animals. He initially collected large insects, such as dragonflies and butterflies, in jars. Later, he collected animal carcasses, occasionally accompanied by one or more friends. He dismembered these animals either at home or in nearby woodland. According to one friend, Dammer dismembered these animals and stored the parts in jars in the family's tool shed, explaining that he was curious as to how animals fit together. His fascination with dead animals may have begun at the age of four when he saw his father removing animal bones from beneath the family home. In one instance, Dammer decapitated the carcass of a dog before nailing the body to a tree and impaling the skull on a stake beside a wooden cross in the woodland behind his house. He was always seen as an outcast and by the age of 14 he had begun drinking beer and hard alcohol in daylight hours. He sometimes played tennis and briefly played in the high school band. A couple of years later, he discovered he was gay and soon after he got into a relationship, but he never told his parents about any of this. When he was 16, he had a fantasy to kidnap a male jogger he found attractive and would do a lot of disturbing things to him. He concealed himself in the bushes with a baseball bat to lay in and wait for this man. However, he didn't pass by on that particular day. He later said this was his first attempt to attack someone. He was always considered as a class clown and he used to fake epileptic seizures or cerebral palsy at school or in local stores. In May 1978, he graduated from high school. Dahmer committed his first murder in 1978, three weeks after his graduation. At the time, he was living alone in the family home in Bath. On June 18th, Dahmer picked up a hitchhiker named Stephen Mark Hicks, who was almost 19. Dahmer lured the youth to his house on the promise that the two of the men would drink together. Hicks, who had been hitchhiking to a rock concert at Chippewa Lake Park, Ohio, agreed to accompany Dahmer to his house for a few beers. According to Dahmer, the sight of the bare-chested Hicks standing at the roadside stirred his sexual feelings, although when Hicks began to talk about girls, any sexual feelings passed. After several hours of talking, drinking and listening to music, Hicks wanted to leave, but Jeffrey didn't want him to. In response, Dammer bludgeoned Hicks with a 10-pound dumbbell. He later stated he struck Hicks twice from behind with the dumbbell as Hicks sat on his chair. When Hicks fell unconscious, Dammer strangled him to death with the bar of the dumbbell, then stripped the clothes from Hicks' body before exploring his chest with his hands, then masturbating as he stood above the corpse. The following day, Dammer dissected Hicks' body in his basement. He later buried the remains in a shallow grave in his backyard before several weeks later unearthing the remains and pairing the flesh from the bones. He dissolved the flesh in acid before flushing the solution down the toilet. 
He crushed the bones with a sledgehammer and scattered them in the woodland behind the family home. After his sentencing, Dahmer was transferred to the Columbia Correctional Institution. For his first year of imprisonment, Dahmer was placed in solitary confinement after concerns for his physical safety should he come into contact with fellow inmates. After one year in solitary confinement and with Dahmer's consent, he was transferred to a less secure unit where he was assigned a two-hour daily work detail cleaning the tile block. Shortly after completing his lengthy confessions in 1991, he had requested that a detective give him a copy of the Bible. This request was granted and Dahmer gradually devoted himself to Christianity and became a born-again Christian. On his father's urging, he also read creationist books from the Institute for Creation Research. In May 1994, Dahmer was baptised by Roy Ratcliffe, a minister in the Church of Christ and a graduate of Oklahoma Christian University in the prison whirlpool. Following his baptism, Ratcliffe visited Dahmer on a weekly basis up until November 1994. Dahmer and Ratcliffe regularly discussed the prospect of death and Dahmer questioned whether he was sinning against God by continuing to live. Referring to his crimes in a 1994 interview with Stone Phillips on Dateline NBC, Dahmer had stated, if a person doesn't think that there is a God to be accountable to, then what's the point of trying to modify your behaviour to keep it within acceptable ranges? That's how I thought anyway. In July 1994, a fellow inmate of Dahmer's, Osvaldo Dorothy, attempted to slash Dahmer's throat with a razor embedded in a toothbrush as Dahmer returned to his cell from Ratcliffe's weekly church service conducted in the prison chapel. Dahmer received superficial wounds and wasn't seriously hurt in the incident, and according to his family, he had been long ready to die and accepted any punishment which he might endure in prison. In addition to his father and stepmother maintaining regular contact, Dahmer's mother, Joyce, also maintained regular contact with her son. Even prior to his arrest, the two had not seen each other since Christmas 1983. Joyce related that in her weekly phone calls, whenever she expressed concerns for her son's physical well-being, Dahmer responded with comments to the effect of, It doesn't matter, ma'am. I don't care if something happens to me. On November 28, 1994, Dahmer was beaten to death by Christopher Scarver, who was his fellow inmate at the Columbia Correctional Institute in Portage, Wisconsin. He died a few days later from head trauma. I personally think that Jeffrey had a lot of childhood trauma that eventually led to him being the way he is. Obviously, it's not an excuse for him to have brutally murdered people, but I think that every decision and every situation that happened in his life led him to be the person he was. Yeah, I agree. And that everything that happens when you're younger has an effect on you as you get older, no matter how long it takes. I think that his father um, preserving the animals' bones definitely paid off and, you know, him preserving people's bones. I think that the fact that he was interested in um, dead animals from a young age was like a, a big tell that he was going to be messed up when he was older and be interested in something more than just killing animals. Yeah. I feel like his dad played a big role in the as like he showed him how to bleach all of the bones and everything. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. Thanks so much.